is never the underdog. Yes, sir. It's never the underdog. Yes, sir. What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu. Um, Going to do a little bit of a, a ACC tournament, kind of just recap here. Obviously, me and Shu jumped in last night just to talk about the Virginia game. Um, we want to talk about Pitt, want to acknowledge Miami and just kind of the significance of, of what, what happened in Greensboro. And then we'll talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament. We're recording this right after Selection Sunday, so we know we're going to be um, we've seen the bracket, so we'll jump in and talk a little bit about that as well. Um, but I guess off the top here, fellas, you know, obviously, Shu, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Um, Duke goes into Greensboro. We talked about it on our preview pod. Pretty tough route when you're talking about playing Pittsburgh, who was literally the number one in conference for the last several weeks of the season before dropping down to five. Um, was a little worried about that. I think I did say, though, I was like, man, I kind of think we either lose to Pitt or win the whole thing here. Um, did not expect to beat Pitt 96-69. So let's just start there. We come in hot. Um, we blow the doors open immediately, going on a 12-0 run to start both halves here. Um, not to really get too much into, into single plays here, but Raul, for that game, did that surprise you at all? I mean, at some point, it's like, surely you weren't expecting that. Yeah, not at all. Um, I mean, the shot making was just really incredible. I did not think Pitt played very well. Um, mm-hmm. I thought they were kind of a little bit, um, I don't know what the word is, lazy or just soft or something. They weren't really going after loose balls and stuff. I don't know if there's just some kind of end of season letdown happening there. But despite that, I just thought we made some insane uh, plays. Like there were some open shots for sure, but then like everything was going right for us. Like we'd save a ball inbounds and it'd be like right under the basket and lively would get a dunk. You know, when it looked like it was going to be a turnover. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, Flip would like drive down the lane and make some kind of crazy runner. Yeah. Um, but I thought we kind of blew up their game plan pretty early um, with Flip hitting those two threes because they were saying on the broadcast that Capel kind of wanted to sag off him, which is a reasonable strategy because he wasn't making threes before this tournament. Mm-hmm. But I thought that once we were able to do that, maybe that just kind of got them a little scattered. Yeah. Yeah, it, they didn't seem quite ready for what we were doing. Um, you know, you talked about toughness, and I could see it on the floor. I mean, I thought the Nike Sabande kid and uh, Burton, I'm a big fan of Burton anyway, mm-hmm. um, I thought they played well, you know, and I thought they were kind of getting frustrated, I think, with just the lack of competitiveness that the rest of the roster was showing. Um, and, you know, when we come out that hot and flip hits those first two, you kind of feel like, okay, this is – this is going to be something else. Um, I guess the yeah. big takeaway. Oh, go ahead, you. Well, I was just going to say it was just a. You guys remember the first game we played Pitt earlier this year? It was that Cameron where they came out and blitzed us from the start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they hit like fourteen of sixteen shots uh, in the first half for like Sabande, uh, Nelly, was yeah. it Nelly Cummins? Cummings, like, yeah. all, all of them were just hitting. Turner, I mean, they were hitting NBA shots. Um, so for us to come out and and kind of do that to them, we just knocked them back from the start, and they just never really recovered from it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think – I won't say it, but it looked like Henson just wasn't really ready for that challenge. You know, they're big guy. He's been pretty good for them all year. He was really good last year too. Um, 
and he just wasn't really ready to to compete at that level. Uh, yeah, I actually thought their backup big was better. Um, yeah, the Diaz Graham, the yeah, twins, yeah, the and they kind of skinny guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I guess both of them are skinny. But uh, uh, one of them, Guillermo, I guess is his name. He went yeah. like four of eight. He gave him some really good minutes. Yeah, Henson nah, was not good. Yeah, no, nah, Henson was not good at all. Um, I guess the big story from that one, though, is that we set the ACC tournament single game yep. record. Um, yep. So 27 assists on 36 made field goals is like, it's hard to really kind of quantify that when you think about it. That's yeah. just insane. Um, like really good ball movement. And you kind of said it too, that we were getting like every kind of little bounce or just the positions that we just happened to be in. It was just one of those nights. Like it was just yeah. kind of clicking for every person on our roster not named Dariq. He was the only one that kind of didn't really have that good of a game. Um and, he, he and had some moments, to, but he would look a little yeah. rattled. Yeah. Well, you, you know, say? big time for Tyrese, he had his first double double. Yeah. Eleven yeah. points, 10, 10 dimes. So yeah, yeah only the one like, turnover too. He yeah. had like six assists just in the first half. Um, or something like that. That yeah, little where he skated through the lane and mm-hmm. you you think he was gonna go for a left handed layup, but he just like Drops it off like a wrap around behind his back almost to lively for the dunk was that was like one of my favorite passes yeah. of the season. Yeah. Yeah, that was big time. Um yeah. So obviously there's not a whole lot to take away from that kind of game when you when you blow someone out like that. It was definitely nice to see the offense put up that many points. Um, which was another good sign too, because we needed all of that against Miami the next night. So the revenge tour kind of continued um Friday night now. This one is probably, to me, the best game of the tournament to watch. Just the quality of the game, um, the pace that it was played at, the shot making. Miami was making some incredibly difficult shots. And I get that's what they do. Um, but the level that they were doing it, I thought was just absurd. You know, shouts to Wong. Um, shouts to, I guess, the Poplar kid. Uh, just several Miller. Yeah. Now, yeah. I thought we actually played pretty good on Miller, though. Like, I thought we played pretty good defense on him. Um, I mean, he still gets his, you know, he still gets his 17, but he's a guy that could kind of really just create issues for you. Um, but you know, and obviously their big guy goes down and so that, that hurts them, right? Like immediately into the game, kind of really the same thing that happened with us against Pittsburgh, except flip was good. was able to come back. Doesn't look like, uh, Omir is really going to be able to recover from that anytime soon. So that's pretty unfortunate. Um, but I don't think, you know, I heard a lot of talk too, and I want to get y'all's opinion on this of, you know, that's kind of why Duke won. But I thought that Miami really shifted how they were playing too and just really committed to going small and really spacing us out, blitzing us, pressing us. Um, so what did y'all see in that regard in terms of how we handled the press, how we were able to attack their small ball lineup while still being able to play somewhat big? I thought that was pretty impressive, really. I mean, we were a little shaky with the press at times, right? Like, just weren't being strong with the ball, uh, throwing some weak passes. I thought sometimes, you know, you've got guys like Flip and Lively, like when you're getting – like, bring them to the ball. That's a big target to throw to, like just to alleviate the pressure and then get it back. Um, but, you know, overall, we did enough to hang on and win. Um I would say the thing about their big guy going out, you know, like it, it really just it helped us on the boards. I think we won the the battle of the boards like thirty nine to twenty eight or twenty four, something like that. Um, yeah. So you know, just being able to c- kind of control that, and I don't know how many offense we had, maybe nine offensive boards. Yeah, um, nine. So yeah. you know, I thought that was what really kind of that helped us in that regard. I guess. Sure. 
Yeah, you could see the uh, kind of the age and experience difference there between uh, Roach and Proctor. I mean, you know, Roach had a few turnovers too, but I thought that he just handled it a lot better than Proctor did. Proctor yeah. looked a little rattled by that press, and that press is impressive, honestly. Yeah. Um, they were really getting up in us without fouling. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy because what is their defense? What does it rank? Yeah, like, it was that, like a, right. Maybe this should so press like, more often. Yeah. It's like, why don't, <laughs> why don't yeah, you play the whole really. year like this, really? You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what state does, right? Or Lu the old yeah. Louisville teams, like just mm -hmm. get in you full court for 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looked good. It looked like they, that's what they did. Really. It looked like that was just their primary defense. But, um, for whatever reason, we were able to adjust a little bit in that second half. We had eight turnovers at the first half, only four in the second. Um, mentioned Dariq against Pittsburgh, not having the best game. He had a really strong game here. I mean, yeah. just a very strong game to get fouled on two threes, um, just to draw those fouls is big time. But then to make all six free throws, I thought was just like, and we needed them. Um, had a big bucket weight too. Almost went for the big, the big yeah. hammer, but dude took off from Durham. I don't know what he was thinking on <laughs> that. Um, I think he was trying to gain all his athleticism back on one play. And one to be bounce. fair, it would have been like, a monstrous play and i could oh, see yeah. it you know i could see like uh his sort of confidence taking off from a dunk like that so i yeah. think that's what he was going for the home run when he should have just kind of done the simple dunk yeah yeah um i think shire had a few words for him after that too though <laughs> yeah. i don't think he was super happy about that well, yes yeah, because it's just um, you know pull the ball out run to the over yeah yeah game's over right um but, you know, whatever. I, I, if it was anyone else, I think you take it a little bit harsh. Like, you know, you might take a little bit of a deeper look at it, but with it being a guy that's just really wanting to get that moment back and that mm -hmm. kind of swag back, you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him dunk like that in high school. Yeah. Like it used to happen. He can do that. He just can't do it right now. I thought that there was a little bit of contact though too you know yeah. it wasn't just a complete now he left too early for sure um but he got kind of bumped on the way up i'm surprised that they didn't they didn't give him anything actually i'm not surprised that they didn't <laughs> call that but uh you know um but either way the the ball moving was still or the ball movement was still really high in this game um 16 assists that continues to track um again we put five guys in double figures um just one of the best games all around to watch, I thought, all season. Uh, just yeah. a really high-level game. Um, you know, we haven't been playing that many games in the, like, 80s and, and upper mm. 70s. So, you know, a little bit of a different different look there. Um, and I, I know this is a, a little bit of a cliche, but I thought that that was kind of the championship game. Mm -hmm. I thought those were the two best teams. You know, it's yeah. kind of like when Duke played UNLV in 91. That's the championship game. You hear that kind of stuff right. all the time. But in this case, right. I think it was really true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we said, or I told Josh after that, I was like, I don't care, you know, who we're playing tomorrow night. Yeah. That's when Josh brought up the the Larry Legend story. Like, Flip should walk back out there and be like, yo, which <laughs> one of you guys are playing for second? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's coming in second? Um, yeah. You know, and so that's a good segue. So the revenge tour continued Saturday night. And, should we talked about it so real i'm curious to hear what you think to us last night it was that that miami game felt like the title game just that, that, like i agree that they were the two best teams but just the quality of the game um just the energy that it had and then we get to uva and obviously they're gonna muck it up but we go from that level of game to then this and it just kind of felt like we got up seven or eight early and we're just sitting around waiting to win you know like that's what it felt like kind of watching it. What was it like for you? I mean, was it, did it deliver? I mean, we got the revenge, but it's still, man, it's tough to watch those guys play. 
Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of an annoying game, to be honest, because we go up 36 to 22, we're up 14. You think, okay, this is the knockout punch. And then somehow just a few minutes later, you know, they've gone on like a 10-2 run or something like that. And then it's back to like a six-point game to the point where you actually have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, and you're not as worried when you're um, up by six against Virginia, some other teams, just because their pace and kind of lack of offensive firepower. But it's still only two possessions. So it was like one of those games where you could never really relax, but it was also never quite close enough to be entertaining. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and, and just like the first half was just disgusting. I mean, oh, God. yes, <laughs> yes, they only scored 17, but we only scored 24. Yeah. And not all of that was good defense. Like they, they, both teams played great defense. Don't get me wrong, but Virginia had some open shots they just missed. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what we were saying last night, too, of, um, you know, we played outstanding defense, especially at the rim, but. They missed a lot of those threes on those flare screens. Now, I don't know why you would keep, I guess maybe, I guess Kihei, to his credit, has shot better from three this year than he kind of has been historically. Um, but they just kept running that little flare scheme where he's just kind of mm-hmm. catching off balance and shooting. And I don't think he made a single one of them. Um, oh, it was so nice to see him get owned, basically. Yeah, he after what he's done owned. to us, like um, yeah. Roach badly outplayed him. You know, I know Roach wasn't guarding him to the whole time. Like Proctor was on him some too, but... Roach definitively won that matchup, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so too, as well. Um, and I think too, that if we're looking at this tournament as a whole here, um, something that really stands out to me is how much our front court just dominated each of these matchups. I mean, we're playing guys off the floor. You mentioned Blake Henson from Pittsburgh, obviously at Miami, the guy gets hurt. So that's a little bit different. Um, but we still dominate their, you know, it's not like the one guy's their whole front court. And then again against Virginia, I mean, it was pretty obvious early on. Like, I think you were saying last night that Flip just told Kafaro, like, you know, Tony, you might want to sit this dude down because yeah. it ain't the night. You know, this dude cannot guard me. Um, and he could not guard him, you know, and Shedrick didn't really do much better. I mean, I thought that he was kind of like trying harder, but. A lot of their points, man, um, if we don't send them to the line and we don't have free throw, we don't like have those pick six turnovers. Like when we go up 36, 22 and Roach has like two or three in a row, mm-hmm. um, you know, these guys might not crack 40 probably like they just couldn't score. They could not make shots on our set defense. Um, everything was a jumper too. They yeah, were getting nothing in the paint. Yeah. Everything. And like we was said last night, it was like a, a three or four times. It was just a broken down play. Where yep. It looked like we were about to take, you know, a turnover and take it the other way. And then they get a three or an am one or something out of it. Yeah. I think the most frustrating thing from that game is the emergence of like Kyle guy 2.0 and the McNeely kid, right? Like you can totally see that that's just going to be the next guy. Um, I think he's only a freshman too. He's really the only one that gave him that kind of oomph. Like when he was out there, you kind of felt like, okay, we got to make sure we're guarding this guy. Um, Cause he was letting it, letting it fly. So outside of that though, I mean, it really just took care of business. We led the entire way. Um, finish off the tour there. And so we talked a little bit about it last night, but Raul, just for you, obviously Shire getting his first one. I don't think any of us really expected or predicted that um, to have a banner in year one to hang up. So just talk a little bit about like kind of what that you think that means for the program, the continuity. There was a lot of speculation last year about the whole, um, you know, plan from K to, to succession plan and all that hard to argue with it now. 
Yeah, I mean, it's vindication, right? Um, you saw people halfway through this season tweeting like, we shouldn't have listened to Kay. We should have hired Amaker. Like, what has Amaker done? Hmm. And so to see Shire do this, like, I, I feel like a lot of us fans didn't expect it because we're not used to seasons playing out this way, where there's such like dramatic improvement throughout the season. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's never happened, but you usually K's team started at this very high point, and then that made it a little harder to dramatically improve. Yeah, but yeah, just kind of the trajectory has been so fun to watch, and for yeah, for Shire to do that in like year one kind of uh, takes a sting off of last year a little bit too. With like, um, you know, Hubert Davis gets in, beats K twice, gets to the final four. I hate to bring that up, but yeah. then you're like okay, we're just kind of hoping Shire can be as good. And then Hubert fails dramatically. Yeah. And we win the ACC tournament. It's just like a wild turnaround. Yeah, after sweeping them too. And, yeah. and you know, the rivalry tends to operate like this. We yeah. talked about that a little bit last night. We've all talked about it offline too, about just how there's, when one fan base starts to either feel too high or too low, it just weirdly does it. Yeah, um, I mean, 09, they especially the last 15, yep. 20 years, right? 10, like 09 yeah. and 10. Yeah, it just keeps. We and have then we 15, went 15, they go 16, 17. And, and we start yeah. thinking that we avoided it. And then they go back in 17 when we think we're going, you know, and yep. it just has these dynamics where it just does this to you. Um, so, you know, enjoy it while it's kind of us right now because it will eventually shift back. So, um, but yeah, hard not to, hard not to take take that um i think that was our 22nd when we said last night yep. so that's the most all time um hopefully the first of very many for john just very cool seeing his family i know i talked to said that last night just seeing his mom and dad um hearing the guys talk about it and the way that they, the relationship that he's able to build um and john's the first coach and player to win it yeah 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 so, so that's setting all kinds of good records you yeah. know um, and we, we win every game by you know at least seven points and yeah. uh, you know, won by like thirty points or whatever. You yeah, know, I think we only. I saw a stat where he only trailed for like four minutes. Yep. And our Miami. largest, yeah. Uh, what was the largest margin that we trailed by? Like two, two, yeah. two. That was it. Yeah. We went down two, and that was it. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, wild. I imagine that's one of the more dominant Duke ACC performances. It has to be right for two of the games we win yeah. from start to finish, and two against of the games. two co-champions one being in the champ. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure we steamrolled in 99. I can't really remember the ACC title that year. Sure, but yeah. apart from well, that, it's probably been a while. And not being the one seed and doing it, right? Coming yeah. in as the four seed and still playing that way. Um, just just really big time. Um, let, let's talk about the alternate team. I didn't even think yeah, about yeah. that. So you put that on there. Shoot, do you have the list, the full list? If you, you yeah, yeah, I have the list. Quick. yeah, I can pull that up. Um, so it looks like Flip and Roach make all attorney first team. Yep. Lively yes. made second team. Before I make my case for my guy, um, who rounded out that first team? First team was uh, Wong, Gardner, and uh, Baby T. Hmm. Wong, Gardner, and Baby T. Okay. So. With the two do guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess. I guess I could see that. Um, the Virginia game hurt Mark Mitchell. 
you know, just because he's not being not scoring there. Um, he's a guy, and you know, I think it's hard to leave Proctor off that list as well. When you, we just talked about the assist to turnover ratio again, the Virginia game mucked all of that up for us, really, yeah. for those two guys. Um, it I was think the that Roach made a flip yeah. show. I mean, you know? Roach had a career high in the Virginia game, so it's 23 is his, his new career high. So, this, the second team, if you want me to give you the second team, we can sure. Debate. So the second team was Jordan Miller, Armand Franklin, Reese Beekman, R.J. Davis, and Derek Lively. Mm. I don't know about R.J., but yeah, I was R.J. Davis on that. That doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, that's okay. You know, whatever. If that's the way that you want to do it. So Virginia it, had um, two guys on the second team and one on the first team. So they had three overall, and we had three overall. Yeah, that's fine. Miami yeah. had two. State yeah, I had think, one, Carolina had one. I think there's a case for Proctor or Mitchell. Um, you know, that's fine, I guess, if they wanna wanna leave it like that. But you know, shout out to our guys that did make it. Um Roach and Flip were obviously phenomenal. We gotta talk about Flip for sure. Yeah. Um turn of MVP, you know, just got it done across the board to spring his ankle and then come back and still put up these kind of numbers. Um, we talked about it last night, but just the fact of this guy went scoreless at Virginia and just comes in and I don't, did he have a turnover? Maybe one. I don't know. I'm sure he had a turnover. Maybe he had one um, after having five at Virginia, like we said, didn't score. Um, You know, he was just getting into his stuff. So good. Just so sharp on those little kind of down screens and those little curls where he catches right there, kind of like moving towards the rim. Um, he's almost unstoppable when he gets in there. And even some of the like garbage that he started that he throws up at the rim are going in now. You know, yeah. like it, he's just hitting. I mean, that's the things that have improved to me are the finishing. You know, we were talking earlier in the year about how he really wasn't finishing well for somebody of his size. Mm-hmm. He's hitting threes now. And then the biggest thing for me is his passing on the move. Yeah. Um, I forget which game they commented on that. Uh, but, you know, his ability to hit guys out of the short roll is really kind of dramatically improved throughout the year. Whereas before he would just kind of charge into a wall of bodies. Mm-hmm. Now he's uh, making that skip pass to the corner. He had a great one to Proctor. Uh, that was a big time shot. Like I've been really impressed with the way he's basically developed. He's improved every part of his game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has five assists against Miami, you know, just like really moving the ball, really swinging it um, and has the biggest pass of the night against Virginia. You know, that's like two guys and he just wraps that thing around um, and and credit to Prague for knocking that one down after not really doing much. um, They really kind of were bowing him up a little bit. That's a big shot. That's the only shot he makes, (laughs) you know, like that's a big time shot. Um, And that was the sequence of the game. I mean, flip through that pass, like that wraparound where he threw it, you know, from under the shoots it right in front of our bench. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's right in front of our bench and just nails it. And then right before that, or maybe right after that, then flip gets the steal, right? Yeah. And comes down and dunks it. So they had cut it to six and then boom, we push it right back. Um, yeah, just just big time from flip after it kind of went through a little bit of a dip there, you know, like he was playing really well and then kind of like Roach kind of took over the scoring load for a little while there. Um, and now we seem to have really found something with those two. They're just playing at a really high level. Um, so maybe yeah, young sacrifice all of his, uh, you know, 
palace yeah, around we, our basket and give it. We probably should talk about Ryan, man. Like, what has happened to the finishing? I don't get it, dude. He is. This is a guy who went like three games before he missed a shot. Like, had like a three game stretch where he just didn't miss a shot. Now, granted, we're playing better competition, but some of the looks that he's getting are still the same looks. You know, that one against Miami, we run a great little set, give him the flip play, you know, and he catches yeah. it. No pump fake. He goes straight up. It's just him and him in the rim and just misses it. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. Young's been really good for us all year. He did get his first dunk though, didn't he? He yes, did sir. get his yeah. first dunk against. So Pitt, we have to right? give him. So, well, we have to give him a pass. He got his uh, first, barely. I did, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was suspect at best. Yeah, well, I did and I didn't. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the bench went crazy for that though. Yeah, it yeah, sputtered yeah. around the rim like it was yeah. gonna pop back out. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Glad he was able to. Glad he was able to get that. When, when Ryan Young dunks on you, you know it's going poorly, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that the pit game? That was the pit game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the pit game. Um, because I think Grandison also had a dunk or something at yeah. the game too. Grandison so. had a nice dunk. Yeah, yeah, he did. Grandison's got some bunnies, man. Yeah, he really does. Um. So yeah, that was nice to, to get everybody some some experience in that pit game. Um, yeah, anything else we should talk about in terms of the ACC tournament? I mean, I feel like we could just keep saying the same things, but it's just it's a big deal, you know. Like we're excited about it, we're hyped about it. You hang a banner, like I was telling Shu last night. Um, the older I kind of get, the more I really savor these because you just put into perspective of man, it's just so hard to win a six game single elimination tournament, um, and it's really hard to put all of your like to determine the entire season on that you know like that's it's just tough to do it uh yeah i mean if you're if you're judging your season by champions you know ncaa championships or or it's a bad season then we've only had five good seasons i just i don't buy that yeah you know? right like it's so hard to do it's a crap one bad shot one bad play one bad call you can go home in that you know it's just the best team doesn't even often win it you know yeah. um so something like this, the ACC tournament, you know, the whole week on on ACC Network, they've been rebroadcasting that uh, the documentary. If you guys haven't seen that, that ten part series about oh, the yeah. ACC, just incredible. Oh, yeah, like that. yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's um, good. And you know, just to know how like coveted the ACC tournament, at least it once was, and I still feel mm -hmm. it's that way. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not playing. It's not an unbalanced schedule anymore. You're playing everybody on a neutral floor. And granted, some of these times it's in Greensboro and there's a heavy Duke or Carolina or whatever. But, um, you know, it's still yeah, still the mean, best well, tournament around, I guess. That's what yeah. I think. And we got four teams in the conference that are like four like founding members, basically, almost, you know, like all right there in the triangle area. So and, you, and you could tell it meant something to the players. Like, yeah, they were really hyped up afterwards, especially Roach. Um, yeah, as he should be, right? You know, like yes, he made a Final Four, but there's been some ups and downs throughout his career, and he for doesn't sure. really have any banners to show for it. So we got there last year, and we just yeah came up short. You know, yeah, uh, and he really Tech. got blitzed yeah. in that game. Yeah, and that Roach has really taken on this like I don't want to use the Tyus like comparison, but the idea of how I can just kind of be in a game for 30 minutes and then something can switch for him and he can just go yeah. into this takeover mode um against miami just perfect to watch that. and even against virginia he has what 19 in the second half yeah. just hitting Getting tough the shots rim. um comes off that like high ball screen with lively in the miami game and just drills a three that's just a that's, that's a stone shot i'm glad you brought up tyus because that that shot reminded me so much of him 
Yeah. And that was the play we were running in the Wisconsin game. Yeah. And um, it was a similar like kind of contested fadeaway look. Yeah. Just steps in and buries it. Um, you know, being able to have that guy who can just get go get others involved. You don't really have to run anything for me. Just if we need to play weight, you know, I'm comfortable with it. This is my spot. Um, just really huge to have that. So uh all right, well, let's let's get into some selection Sunday stuff here. So unfortunately, Raul, you've kind of been proven right a little bit because it sounded like they had us. I think they were on the broadcast during the Miami game. They said both teams are on the five line right now. Um, so clearly us getting two more quad wins after that didn't move the needle for us at all, unfortunately. Um, before we talk about matchups, me and Shu debated a little bit. Ro, were you surprised at all by the five seed? Did you still expect to land there? Or did you think, well, maybe after beating these three teams, we get at least that four seed, or at least we get in Greensboro? Where how'd you feel about that? Five in Orlando. Yeah, to get neither is rough. Um, I'm not really that surprised by getting a five because if you were following kind of the bracketologists, um, over this weekend, most of them, I think the majority were saying a five seed. It's it's really ambiguous to me. Like it seems like they kind of decide whether to count the tournament games, like the conference tournament games, just arbitrarily. Like sometimes they matter and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. But in our case, it seems like they didn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe it helped us avoid the six line, but I don't really think that should have even been on the table anymore. Yeah, that's what's frustrating to me. Um, if we win those two games, they get two quad one wins and we don't get anything really out of it is kind of frustrating. Um, especially with a lot of Duke fans kind of not super happy about drawing our or Roberts there mm-hmm. on a 30 win five seed. They're on a 17 game winning streak. Um, that's the longest active streak in D1. Long, longest streak. Yeah. So let's just run through it here. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably pretty familiar where we are. So we did land in the East, uh, Purdue the, being the one seed, we're down playing in Orlando. So Duke's the five or Roberts would be the 12 in the first round. Uh, winner of that would go on to face either Tennessee or Louisiana. So, um, got to win that little pod, try to move on, uh, maybe get a rematch with Purdue. Bottom half of the bracket, you got Kentucky there at the six, Kansas State at the three, who's probably, People are kind of, you know, pigeoning them as someone who could maybe get upset early. You never know. Uh, naturally, we have Michigan State, right? You can't have a March bracket without Duke and Michigan State being <laughs> seated together. I'm surprised they weren't somehow, you know, seated as our 12. Um, and then you got Marquette, who I think could really be. They have an yeah. argument maybe for being that one seed line after just kind of rolling through the Big East there. Um so just initial thoughts from you all overall, just kind of about like, let's just look at our region for now. So just about the region, and then we'll talk a little bit about, you know, our little kind of pod there. Shu, I'll go to you first. Um, in terms of the one seed, two, three, four, kind of, what, what are you thinking of this region so far? Um, to be honest with you, Josh, I haven't even looked at, at our region. I haven't filled out a bracket yet. Um, so, you know, as far as for us being in Orlando, Oral Roberts, like you said, you know, 30 game, uh, 30 wins this year, 17 game win streak. Um, you know, Max was a, as a star. They, I think they won what two games maybe two years ago. So it's not going to be an easy, an easy out. I don't want us to just overlook them. Um, but you know, out of those 30 wins, they have 19 of them are quad four. Um, they're 0 and 4 in quad one win. So 
I think there's a little optimism that we're not the 512 upset. There's going to be probably two 512 upsets that normally are. So um, we just need to not come out complacent and, you know, not be one of those victims in the first weekend. Yeah, that's that's going to be huge for me of like, okay, can we survive the initial madness? Um, Because I think if we can, this region really looks like when I'm looking at it, like I don't see a reason why we couldn't get there. You know, if we can avoid, we're playing we a really to the hot second team, weekend. So. We're playing at Madison Square Garden. Yep. I mean, that's, that's Cameron big. North. You know, that's big. Um, yeah. Especially, I don't think UConn drew that. So, like, there's not going to be. It'd be a probably pretty heavily uh, Duke attended session up there. You'd have to think. Um, now, it would be interesting if. Uh, somehow Duke and Kentucky were to meet in the the regional final there in MSG. That'd be a big time game. Um, you know, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves on that. But uh, all right, yeah, you know, I wasn't super thrilled with drawing Oral Roberts. I think if when I'm looking across at the other 12s and the other 13 seeds, um, probably would rather play any of those guys first. But you know, you you play who's in front of you, um, and, and we'll kind of see what happens. But just statistically, they are the best 12 seed. Like if you're just going by Ken Palm or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they've got some sort of impressive offensive numbers. That'd be the only thing that would worry me. But I do think we're maybe a little bit more upset proof than in some previous seasons. You know, I could come to regret those words just, but like the, the size, the rebounding and the defense to me are something that make us a little harder to knock out in the first defense game. travels. Defense yeah. travels, right? Yeah. You, know, like, you might have your off shooting nights, but um, if this team locks in like they've been doing, um, you know, it's going to take for for those guys to hit a lot of three. And it could happen, you know, it definitely <laughs> could happen. But I like our defense. I mean, I don't know if they've seen the likes of an uh, athlete like Mark Mitchell, you know, chasing them around the, the arc all night, or even Flip can get out there lively. Proctor, we know he's been a pest on the ball. Um, so, yeah, take care of take care of everything on the defensive end. And I think everything else take care of, of itself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. also in the tournament, kind of the pace slows down a lot. So, yeah. and there's a lot more missed shots overall. So having a good rebounding team could be a huge advantage. I mean, you saw like in the Roy Williams days, Carolina was rarely upset early and I kind of always attributed to the rebounding. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I can, I'll make the briefcase here for Oral Roberts, um, I guess. And then while I'm doing that, y'all get ready to look at your brackets. I want to do some kind of final four predictions here. Um, you know, if you are a Duke fan and you want to, if you're looking for maybe I'm a kind of a half empty guy myself. So I'm always looking for what could go wrong. The things that stand out to me, kind of what you said, Raul, they're good offensively. They play fast. They don't turn the ball over at all. They lead the nation in turnover percentage, like being like where they do not turn it over. Um, those things combined with their ability to shoot 37, 38% from three could give you a recipe where if you're playing in more possessions than maybe you want to, if you're playing a team that's not going to turn it over and a team that can get hot, uh, that's, it, it could, it could, it could be closer than we want. And I think you're seeing that Ken Palm predicts a three point Duke win. So if that tells you anything, that's, you know, for a five twelve, that's pretty tight right there. Um, yeah. And what another thing is they got a seven foot five guy who plays like their second best player. Um, you know, he shoots 33% from three. He shot 133s this year. He's also leads the, or he's fourth in the nation in block percentage. 
So if you have a guy that's that size that can bring us out of the paint on offense, but also block our shots on defense, that's also a little kind of concerning. Um, you know, you, you put all that together. However, they don't crash the offensive glass. So we should have a really great opportunity to finish up a lot of stuff there from lively, from young, from flip. Um, you know, they're not going to shoot. They're not going to get to the line a whole lot on you. They're just going to shoot a lot of threes. So we're going to have to try to run them off the line, maybe throw some size at Abr- at uh, Abmus, I guess is how he pronounces that. Yeah. Um, you know, he's only six foot. So, you know, there's not to make the case of why we would lose, but I think there's plenty of areas this week for if you're the, if you're John and, and the coaching staff to where, hey, we got to be on point on some things yeah. because that three point shot we've been really kind of inconsistent on that you know sometimes we're going four of 17 sometimes we're going nine of 22 which one's it gonna be um they could shoot anywhere from like 30 plus three so if that's happening that is the equalizer so you know if i'm making a case for it that's the case outside of that though i think the bracket looks really good for us you know tennessee's down some guys so you know the potential to run that 2016 kind of back like we talked about last week of if we can get this first one Maybe you get a 13 seed in that second one. Um, play your way into the Sweet 16 and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I'm optimistic. We've won nine in a row. Would love to. You know, I, I still don't want to put it out there. We're going to put, run 15 out, but I hope nine's not it. And I hope we can at least get some momentum, get to that second weekend, um, give ourselves a shot, see what happens. Like you said, you know, go play in Cameron North, but. uh all right. Well, let's let's look around here. I guess one notable thing is there's a team that was uh, missing from Selection Sunday. So Ooh, shout yeah. out to the Tar Heels. <laughs> Didn't see them anywhere. I also heard they're turning down an NIT invite. <sighs> Curious Ouch. of how Old Roy feels about that one. Um, you know, what a difference a year makes. So, all right. Y'all ready? Shoe, who you got? For, let's, let's do some Final Four picks. So Are we doing me, Final Four picks? All yeah. Right. Give me give me your four. All right, let me look at this bracket. Uh, I mean, I would go Arizona. Um, okay, Arizona at the south. Yeah, out of the Midwest. Mm. Uh, give me Xavier. Okay, two and a three. Sean Miller's first Final Four ever. You like that call, don't you? That there was you great. Go. Yeah, this is all off. The, yeah, um, this is off the cuff. East. Uh, mm. I do like that Marquette team. I don't trust Purdue, and I don't want to pick us because I don't ever do that. Not for money. Uh, I don't know, man. Give me Duke. We're going. We're going to. We're going, going back to, to back. Yeah, we're okay. going back to back. I've never All been right. to Houston. Let's go to Houston. All right, let's do it. Who's, who's coming out the West? Ugh, ugh. Bill Self's back. Uh, give me UConn. Danny Hurley. Ooh, okay. Okay. I like those picks. All right. So I got, I'm writing these down too, just to look at them. So shoot. I don't think I took any number ones, did I? Uh, no. Yeah. All right. Mm, Ro, like you got yours put up. You want me to jump first? Yeah, I'll go. Um, so give me Alabama in that region. I just really like their three point shooting and offense and kind of their analytics friendly style. Mm-hmm. They've got one of the best pro prospects as well. So that's my rationale behind that one. Give me Marquette in our region because you know I'm. I tend it's it's superstitious maybe, but I tend mm-hmm. to pick against yeah. Duke. Yeah, well, and Marquette's um, and, really good too. Yeah, yeah. And, they're, and they're really hot too. Yeah. Um, so 
I feel like that's a, a fairly safe pick. Um, and then, and so in, in the Houston region, I'm just not sure what I'm going to do here. I'm thinking, I think I'm actually going to go with Texas because I watched them play a little bit the other day. It, it was impressive. I mean, if they still had Chris Beard, I would probably do that, but I just, right. They, they still look good though. They still look good. They did. You know, I mean, I told you against Kansas, they, they look great. Yeah. And then who you got out the West row? That's, that's to me, this is the toughest region. Yeah, it I is. just don't really buy Kansas. Maybe it's just because we played them so close early in the year. And they've um, been blown out like six times. Yeah, exactly. I know that they're like 17 and seven quad one. Yeah, but they won a crazy. lot of close games. We talked yeah. about that earlier. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they've been squeaking out a lot of their wins and they've get, been getting blown out in their losses. So I just don't know if I want to go with Kansas, but I'm looking through the rest of the region. It's kind of like, who would who would even be reasonable? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I like your UConn pick, but I don't want to repeat that. So um, I'm not overly impressed with Gonzaga either. Go Bobby Hurley. And UCLA is down. Some first four to final four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody, yeah. I mean, that's happened before. Sure, yeah. Or Jeff Capel can do it. He's first four, isn't he? That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. And UCLA has kind of got some injuries too. So screw it. Give me Gonzaga. Like I feel <laughs> like right. they always kind of underachieve. Yeah. This is just going to be the random year where they this overachieve. This could be the year. Yeah. <laughs> this could be the year. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I like both of those picks. I all mean, right. they, they still got Timmy. So that's Rose. Yep. Um, all right. So I'll do mine. So for me, um, I'm going Alabama out of the east uh for all the same reasons you said they play with just great pace they got some guy brandon miller i mean all the noise around him it clearly hasn't affected his own court stuff i mean if anything phenomenal (laughs) yeah the dude is phenomenal um and i just think they're just head and shoulders the best team in that region you know i don't i'm not impressed with virginia or san diego state i could see that neither of those teams even getting to to alabama um so i'll go alabama in the south um in the east you know i'm gonna do it i'm gonna put our boys there um so i'll go duke coming out of the east i just really like the matchups outside of that oral roberts um you know i think if we can get out of that i think the rest of the region looks great for us midwest um i'm going houston man i think there's just going to be something there to that i think uh you know kelvin sampson's got his team playing for him you know he's had a loss in his family they're rallying around with sasser getting injured um they've been really good i don't see a ton in that region to wear me i would initially have put miami probably there um at least to beat houston but then their big guy also just got injured so um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with houston there the west is where it's my blow up bracket um i'm going northwestern to chris collins as the seven rolling out of there Um, (laughs) that would be amazing yeah and i i think they honestly could man you know it depends on how impressed you are with ucla but they'll get them in the the first quad so they won't actually have to really play them in front of like i don't know where that first one is um maybe they they will have to play them in california but Uh, i can tell you i still like it um the first pods in sacramento okay i still i I still kind of like that match hey man Um, shouts to cc he lost pete nance and ryan young and got better to the (laughs) Yeah. Got better, <laughs> straight up. Um, and Maybe I just think that, that says something about Nance. <laughs> True. True. Um, you know, I think TC used another kind of six seed in that bracket that I was looking at too. That's yeah. that is my blow it up bracket. I think Kansas is the first one that gets knocked off. Um, got them losing to Arkansas. So, 
we'll see uh, how that works. So let's run through this. Rose got Arizona, Xavier, Duke, and UConn. No ones. Rose got Alabama, Marquette, Texas, and the Zags. Got one one, and then I went with two with Alabama, Duke, Houston, and Northwestern. Um, all right. So now's the now's the money line. Okay, Shu, who's who's winning this? Who's winning it all? I don't even remember who was my four that you have. Um, let's see. You'd have Arizona playing Duke and Xavier playing UConn in Houston. Mm. So who's who's doing it? So the first matchup between Arizona and Duke, who you got? I'll take us there. Yeah. Yeah. If you're taking Arizona to get there, I feel like you got to take us over them, right? Yeah. All right. So Duke's going to the title game to face who? You getting a rematch? Wait, you said Xavier? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I can't. That can't. Yeah. So I'll go UConn. Okay. That's uh oh, the revenge tour rolls on. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So 99 and 04 revenge yes. there. Yeah. Um, and, so, and, and Hurley. Yes. Versus Shire. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you got Duke winning it all. I hope yours oh. is the right one here. All right, Raul, for you. Uh in your first matchup, you got Alabama playing Marquette. Who are you taking? I'm taking Alabama for that one. All right. Texas and Zags. I'm taking Texas. All right. Alabama versus Texas. That'd be a fun game. Who yeah. you got? Uh pretty different styles, I guess. Um I'll go with Alabama. I mean, they you know, they're gonna make me look stupid. I've been high on them all season. They're probably just gonna come out and like shoot terribly and lose in the second round or something. I know. I could totally see that too, because I'm like really high on them as well. Um, all right, so you got Bama, she's got Duke. <clears throat> so for me, first matchup, Alabama versus Duke. I'm gonna go with Bama as well there. Um mm. just really high on them at that point. And then Houston Northwestern, that's where the dream ends. I got Houston playing Bama, and I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna go Houston and Houston. Samson gets his first, gets the validation, puts Houston on the map. Um and there we go. So I got a Houston pick. We got a Duke pick. We got a Bama pick. Shu going to need you to pull through on that. Um, but two of us have Duke getting there. And Raul, you didn't say exactly where you saw kind of Duke losing it to. But how far do you have Duke going in yours? Is this a Sweet 16 Duke team? Or are you, uh, you feeling nervous about the 5-12? No, I think we got the 5-12. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I think there's some reason to believe we're not all that susceptible to an upset. So let's see. Um, when would we play? We play Thursday. Right. And then we would play Saturday. Okay. So I think we're, we're yeah. going to take Tennessee or Louisiana. Um, you know, even though Tennessee is still fourth in the net, which is a little scary just because of the injuries, mm -hmm. I think we can take Tennessee. And it's Rick Barnes. Yeah. And then maybe Rick Barnes in March. Yeah, exactly. And I can see Purdue. I can see Purdue actually getting upset before they even get to us. Um, though just, there's no team that like really seems like they could knock them off. So I don't know. But um, so yeah, give me give me a Duke to the Elite Eight. Okay, so then you got Marquette kind of taking them in uh, an MSG there. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a big time game too, man. That that guard, that point guard for Marquette is the dude's nasty, man. That dude's nasty. Um, all right, so there we are. We're on paper. So final thing here. She had Arizona, Xavier, Duke, and UConn. Rule had Alabama, Marquette, Texas, and the Zags. And I had Alabama, Duke, Houston, and Northwestern. So out of those, we might get lucky to what have two teams. Two of those might make the, yeah. make the final four. Um, I know, usually this, do like well the first day, and I'm like, this is the year. And then the <laughs> second day, it just completely yeah. falls apart. 
yeah, I think this um, year is just going to be pure chaos. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um, you know, I, I definitely think that West, re- and that might be the one that's all chalk, who knows, but it just looks on paper of like, man, that thing could blow up in a hurry. Um, even the what Midwest, if, too. What if UNC Houston, Asheville but- wins? Like, I could see it. UNC, dude. it was the re- redemption tour, but Asheville yeah. won it. Well, and let's talk about that before we do get off here. Do you see any 16 over one or 15 over twos? I think those are the 14 over threes happen too much, um, but 15 over two or a 16 over one. Anybody seeing any super vulnerability there? I don't see it on the one one. I'm see not it seeing one it on the one one. Um, the mm, two no. one is interesting. Yeah. Who do you got in the two line? Well, the thing is, is as high as I am in on Marquette, like Vermont might could get them, you know, or okay. um, Princeton could maybe get Arizona. That's the one that I would maybe probably, if I was going to have to pick a 15 over two, I probably would pick Princeton to beat Arizona. Yeah. What about Arizona? Uh, yeah. What about Asheville over UCLA? over UCLA? I admit I don't know anything about Asheville, but just with UCLA's kind of injury situation right now, you know, they were originally going to be a one seed and they kind of slipped. That's so true. there might be some susceptibility there, but I just don't know enough about how Asheville plays. Yeah. I mean, they're 27 and seven, you know, yeah. I mean, they got, they've won nine in a row too. Um, and the games in Sacramento though. It's like, yeah, yeah that's tough. Yeah. That they're is flying tough. across the country. UCLA will just, you know, I mean, Kim Pong's got UCLA by 20, you know, or by 18. So it's like, well, probably not. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, so maybe we, we, get, maybe we I don't. I can't believe we got screwed like that. So what, what was the Vegas line I said for our game? Five and a half. Five and a half. Ken yeah. Palm's got it at three. That is tight, man. Yeah, for the first round game. Man, that's, that's tight. I just want to even look while we're talking. Um, Y'all can keep talking here. Who are the other five seats? Just for curiosity here. The other five. So Miami, San Diego State. And um, St. Mary's. St. So Mary's San, got VCU. I wouldn't want that one. San Diego State's favored by six. Um, who'd you say the other one was? St. Mary's and VCU. See what that one is. St. Mary's. St. Mary's is favored by six as well. Okay. And then the other one was... Miami Drake. Miami. All right. Miami is favored by two. Ooh, ooh. So those are the two. Um, Drake is 66 on Ken Palm and Miami's missing their big guy. So if he's yep. not available, that really probably is partly why that's like that. And as GP would point out, Drake is the only school, uh, you know, ever named after a rapper. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. Um, so it, if you're looking at Ken Palm, then it, it's hard not to think that Duke got a pretty tough yeah. draw on that 12 line. Um, you know, but yeah, because I would think that six points would be like the normal five to 12 spread if I had to guess. Like, what just was the spread average on the, five and average 12. What was the spread on the Charleston and South Carolina or uh, San Diego State game? Six, six. Okay, so it was six and okay. it's six, six, two, three, two, and three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, well, at least we kind of don't have the toughest game, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and keep it, keep in mind too that. This is well, it based could be on, Miami based on them having an injury, right? That's yeah, well, and it's also like um, based on how the teams have played all year, like the Ken Palm lines are, right? Like we're the 21st or 22nd team in Ken Palm, but we're not actually the 21st or 22nd best team. Yeah, Like if you were just to look at the last month, we're like top 10. Right, right. So the gap is actually higher. And I think that's why you're seeing uh, the difference in the Vegas line already. 
you know, plus there's going to be more Duke betters, of course. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you were having just a, a kind of a final kind of hypothetical here, just cause I want to kind of hype the conference a little bit, um, two part question here, make an argument for a non Duke final four team coming from the ACC and how many teams in the elite eight does the ACC have? Roll, I'll go to you first. Or shoot, if you're ready, I saw you about to jump in. Go ahead. Oh, I was just trying to clarify the question. A non-Duke ACC team. Because so, so. we picked two of us picked Duke, right, to go to the Final Four. So if you're looking for the ACC, um, do you see another team that could make a Final Four run? So you got Virginia in the South on that four line. You got NC State in the 11 on the four line. Spoiler, that's going to be mine. If I was yeah, going to make I a mean, non-Duke, I'm picking I, I like the I way State, State plays. Yeah, I like the way yeah. they, they just get at you. Um, and I think Baylor could lose their, the 314. I think yeah, they could. Yeah, I mean, man. you know, in the tournament here, depends on the set of rep. You know, sometimes you get Big Ten referees or, you know, Pac-12 referees or whatever. So, um, but they they tend to let a lot of these games, like, be played out. And State, they're going to play you physically like that. So, I could see them making a run. Um you know, not a non-Duke team. I, Miami's injury, I think, hurts them. I, I never trust Bennett's system. I think somebody just is liable, you know, to hang with them all game and, and mm-hmm. steal one from them at the end. Um, Pitt, where is Pitt at? They're the play-in it's game, right? in the Midwest, and they're playing Mississippi State in a play-in to try to see who would play Iowa State. Yeah, and Pitt's coming – they, the they, they're struggled. A, they're yeah, struggled. They're struggling. Three game losing streak. Yeah. I'm not going with Pitt. For yeah. Sure. I mean, I like Burton a lot and, and the guards, you know, but that just don't have enough down low. So yeah, I don't I don't know if I would go with them. Miami would be a great one. And like I said, they would have been my final yeah, four pick to sure. come out of that if they were healthy. Um yep. and they still they still could be, you know, it's if it's just a sprained ankle, then surely he could get back in time for that. I'm still rolling with Miami. Um, yeah. And it's simply because of Laranega, my respect for him, and then how good their guards are at making tough shots. Sure. So and they just ran the Elite Eight last year, right? So exactly. you know they could easily get back to that. Um, okay, I mean, that's so, why I kind of like State. You know, they got yeah, joined the Baby T. Yeah, and then and then Burns. You know, I kind of said what I said about him after the first matchup, but he's. The dude's pretty solid. David Burns, man. Dude's yeah. legit. I think dude's I edited legit. that part out. So uh Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll all fair. We'll yeah, all fair right. noise for, for Bernie. All right. Uh, all right, there. All right. So yeah, if it's not Duke, maybe we'll see we'll see State make a run. Maybe we'll see uh Miami pull something off here. Um so yeah, you said we tip at what, seven o'clock? Seven ten and seven ten Thursday. CBS. Okay, so, so then we'd we play Thursday. If we never. win, we play against uh we play again on Saturday. Um, yep. All right. Well, here we go. You know, it's go time. Um, any any final thoughts about kind of the season at whole, the ACC tournament or the, the NCAA tournament from you guys before we, we kind of wrap? I mean, just to be in this, you know, this situation where we're, we're very confident coming in, um, feels like we're playing our best ball at the best time, at, you know, the right time. I don't know how long it's been since we've kind of had this feeling mm-hmm. coming into the tournament. So, um, man, I'm just incredibly proud of the team for really for, for everything this year. I mean, with just returning, you know, one, one player from last year, I don't think we've ever had that kind of roster attrition. So, um, all in all, man, just what a, what a, what a season and just excited to see what, what we can do next. Yeah. 
for sure. Um, and I think for me, just the style of play hasn't been better. I don't want to say that it's been better, but it's been refreshing in terms of, and just the way the players are talking, you're talking, you're hearing Flip and Dorit talking about, you know, we had to meet as a team and talk about the ball sticking and certain guys, right? And now everyone's touching it. Everyone's feeling involved. We've had five guys in double figures multiple times, all these assists that we're piling up. Um, you, you gotta think that at least those top six, seven, eight guys really feel that like, Hey, we're all in this. We're all kind of doing our thing. Um, it's kind of a throwback to some of those like older, older K teams where it was just, I think even Grant Hill said, you know, it didn't matter to us who scored as long as Duke scored. And that has always stuck with me as a kid. I remember my dad talking about that when I was playing sports. Um, this team kind of feels that way, you know, of just everyone's got to touch it. Everyone's getting involved. Um, why not us? You know, why not us? Yeah. I mean, if we play like we did this weekend, there's not a single team in the entire bracket that I would be afraid of. Yeah. It's just a question of being able to keep that momentum going forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and, and so I, like, I think that in that players meeting, they, they talked about having to really hang their hats on the defensive side. And, and if we do that and we lock in defense wins championships, right? That's what yeah. They say. yeah. I mean, it's been a joy to watch them play defense, honestly. It, it really has, man. It, it, my final parting shot here, just another shout out to Lively of just, you know, blocking out that noise. A lot of talk about him earlier in the year. Um, it, it, it just, I think it takes something, you know, like mentally or just your makeup or whatever it is to just stick with it, um, to define success maybe a little bit differently. But what he's doing defensively, I've never seen a Duke player be able to do that just in terms of he can literally do nothing. And they just will not challenge him. Like they will not go to that side of the floor. They a, a few times a game they'll they'll start doing it. But man, he just, I mean, guards just come in there and turn right back around. Like it is really like high level what he's doing. Um, and just his recognition of like where to occupy, what space to be in. So, you know, shout outs to him. Um, I mean, his maturity just as like a team player is just something you don't see in freshmen. Yeah. Like I know I've said it a bunch of times, but he just doesn't care about stats. You know, yeah. he, he'll kick the ball out standing right under the basket. Um, he really kind of understands where his value is and what's going to make him money down the road. And he yeah. sticks to that stuff. And it's just really admirable. And he's always talking to, he's just a great teammate, honestly. It's awesome that he works with the mill because watching him play, it's like, that's probably what a mill would look like in a seven one frame, yeah. that kind of length, you know. <laughs> like it's it's almost funny watching that uh, Virginia game where he does the pivot, a, the pivot, the pivot. I had a flashback to the Utah like... game in twenty fifteen <laughs> in the tournament where a mill does the same thing and he turns and looks. He's like, "Oh, there's no one on my yeah. back," <laughs> and he looks like, back again. I, I guess he's I have like, to shoot. "Oh, yeah, let me yeah. go get this dunk right quick." Um, yeah, so it's funny that uh, you know they had, they probably shared that little moment, but uh, yeah, shout outs to D Live. Um, you know, we get a couple of days here to practice, regroup, head down to Orlando. Um, I don't know what the NBA schedule is looking like, but we'd Hopefully love to be able to see Wendell, yeah. P5, see some of those guys show out, um, you know, to, to cheer on the guys. But, I'm sure they will. They're yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Well, you know, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe, email us at thedevilstenpod at gmail.com. Find us on the board, thedevilsden.com. Um, we'll probably treat these as pod segments too, as long as we keep winning. So I would imagine we'll probably come back Sunday sometime and, and record. Hopefully we get two big wins to talk about. 
Yeah, keep those faces strong in the verva. Good. Dude.